0: Welcome to Trophy presented by Bad News Media. It is week 11 of the NFL season. We're recording this on Thursday night, as always. So we've got an absolute banger of a Thursday night game. We won't get this out before it, but I appreciate the respect they give us for this Thursday night game, because normally I've, I've come to the conclusion we're in a bit of a, as many of our listeners may already know, a bit of an abusive relationship with the NFL. They give us these just absolute, Terrible primetime games, but this week they load us up right off the start. Bengals, Ravens finish us out with Chiefs, Eagles, and this is why we stay in the relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, they're giving us a good one here. Um, just you know, I've been perusing the board this weekend. I'm just gonna let the folks know you're gonna be hearing me say a lot. Of, I i really don't know. This is uh, this is a tough one for me this week. <laughs> this board thanks out loud.
0: I was uh, and I felt very similar about the college football, a little bit more there. I haven't recorded that podcast yet as always folks it'll come out after the NFL podcast on Friday in late afternoon, which I really should probably reverse that given, you know, the NFL's on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I generally recorded after this one though was the problem and then I'm editing this and then we get the college but I really I should probably readjust that. Doesn't make a lot of sense for that one to come out late Friday with games kicking off on Thursday. My favorite is I get to count some of the Thursday night games in there that I give or Friday night games I give out on that. It's like, man, I hope people listen.
1: Hope they listen real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Before we can kind of get to our dessert, we do have to talk about some uglier games at the one o'clock slot, and it gets kicked off real, real just brutal on the eyes. Steelers Browns, the line is at one. It's virtually a pick on Browns, are favorite over under 33. This line has been affected by the <laughs> news of when I saw that over under, I was like, what are we, this is a preseason game. What are we doing out here? But then, you know,
1: are they playing Watson, one half?
0: <laughs> Watson is out for the remainder of the season. His shoulder was apparently being held together by, I don't know, yarn. Um, Steelers come into this one being outgained in every single game and yet they are probably going to grab a wild card spot so that's where we're at right now um how do we feel about this one headed to this game on at the nice one o'clock slot
1: yeah i mean this is this is a terrible game um luckily i, I won't really have to watch it because you know i get to watch my own team t- playing its its own terrible game um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but man this is a bad one. Um, I will say, you know, I don't really like give Deshaun Watson any credit cause I don't think he's a great guy, but that shoulder, there was something wrong there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you, you know, a little crow in that one, all of us out here, like just play through it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him a little bit of sympathy for that one. Um, but yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be a bad game. You know, we're watching basically a third string quarterback cause you know, that that's who they're pretty much going to. And I don't, I don't really blame them. Um, PJ Walker show is not not attractive. Um, they've got to be kicking themselves for not going after a back quarterback. I, I mean,
0: what is going on with the evaluation process of the Browns? You give a guaranteed deal to Deshaun, you let him leave out your doors after having him in facilities going. You know, Walker and DTR are better options here for. Like, what is the evaluation process going on there?
1: Very strange. I mean, this guy's not even good, but they could have signed Carson Wentz. I mean, they could have <laughs> done. They could have done anything. They could have traded. I know that that Washington was fielding calls for Jacoby Brissett. I mean, Jacoby could go right back there and just continue to win games like he was doing last year. I don't know what they were doing. I never know what Cleveland's doing.
0: Never. Um, And that's the real shame. Or no, I shouldn't say shame because they dug their own graves. But this is the year that Watson's cap hit is the least effective to their team. Like this was the chips are all in year. And now you're down Chubb, Watson, some might call it karma, um, tackles, The whole shebang is down, and now you got big hit, big cap hits coming down in the future for the remainder of his contract.
1: Yeah. And, and this is just, you know, this is more football that Deshaun Watson is not playing in. So I really am starting to doubt like that. We already had our doubts. We thought he was cooked, but it's just like, geez, now it's like this guy's played like nine football games in like three years. It's just, it's, it's, uh, I think it's just going to take a toll. We'll see how he looks next year. Probably isn't going to be great. Um, And then you look over at the other side of the ball, Kenny Pickett, good Lord. I mean, they are just winning games despite him. They are winning games literally due to coaching, coaching only. I swear if Washington had that coaching staff, Sam Howell would have at least two more wins. I I really do believe that. Um, Yeah, but these two teams, it's going to be a terrible game. I lean Steelers, probably take them on the money line there get a little more value. Um, They're just more well-coached. They find ways to win games. Um, you know, including the, the Ravens Bengals game. This is this is the big this is the big weekend for the AFC North. There's gonna be some shifting here. Um, so yeah, this 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 is gonna be an awful game. You know, the total of the half is 16.5 and a half points. <laughs> Good God.
0: The AFC North has been the wildest division this year, which we sort of had a feeling it might get a little crazy. Um this is I just this game makes my brain hurt when I tried to think about it because you've got a Matt Canada offense that's going to see this Browns defense and go, let's just run it right into a brick wall. And then we're going to put it on Kenny Pickett, who I swear every time I pop on that game, because I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of these games live, but I, I throw the consolidated version on every Tuesday and, and watch. Dude doesn't throw to the middle of the field. He just doesn't even attempt to go between the ashes. So defenses just can bail out their coverage to the sidelines. And it's like, all right, we're going to get after him with our defensive line. And we're going to cover the, the boundaries. And it, it becomes a very fair evaluation. And then the fourth quarter shows up and then they somehow finagle their way into a win. It's I, I just it makes my brain hurt watching this football team. <laughs>
1: It's strange, and like you said, that the AFC North in general, until like the Bengals recently became a fun team to watch, it was like a really good division that was just so boring to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a division that has a lot of rings, you know, between the two teams. But
0: AFC, man, AFC North is sort of taking on that characteristic nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the Browns. Uh, the part that I just I. Like, I kind of want to wager the Browns, but I just don't know what the offense is going to look like with DTR. I think he's probably got a little bit of a higher ceiling, and I would assume they're just going to go RPO style, try to attack the middle of the field, not try to run it against this Steelers defense, just like without the RPO style stuff, like try to lean into the aggressiveness of that defense line. Hayward is back. You know, Watt is obviously the stud, but I would argue Hayward is the most important player on that defense because without him, they can get gashed on the ground, and apparently so can the Ravens. I, I when I watched that game on Sunday, if you had told me that the Ravens were going to be leading the game by fourteen points, and the way the Browns were going to get back into it was with Jerome Jerome Ford just running the ball all over the place, would have said you're a dead uh, liar. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? Um, it's a weird game. I I don't have a pick. I'm going to see if it moves a little bit here because once again. The NFL, the public has a say in where the lines had. So we're going to see uh, Cowboys Panthers line is at 10 and a half over under 42 and a half. Man, things keep getting worse and worse for Frank, right? Um... I- <laughs> Just, I don't know what to make of, of that organization as a whole in the direction they're headed, but the Cowboys are rolling here. We talked about it last week. We don't like to take on big spreads. They, of course, then go out and win 49 to 17 uh, against the lonely Giants. It, 10 point spread. Do you think it, it's worth backing a Cowboys team that seems to be getting
1: explosive or are we just kind of stand away? <laughs> I'm typically not. Are you getting 10 or 10 and a half? Just wondering.
0: Uh, 10 and a half. I don't know what I said, but I'm seeing 10 and a half right now on okay. draft
1: kicks. Um, yeah. That's what I'm getting as well. um, Yeah. I typically don't like big spreads, but the Panthers are so bad, dude. Oh my gosh. They're bad. I'm actually a little bit surprised by the spread. I would have guessed it more like 14, something like that. Um, Same. And I, yeah. And I typically don't feel great about going with big spreads. It's like, but I feel pretty good about this one. Dallas is rolling. Their defense is just gonna give Bryce Young just absolutely fits. Bryce Young, I don't know, man. Um, a little worried. Uh, yeah, I just don't really know the direction of this Panthers team. They're they're gonna obviously try to surround him with some talent in the offseason, but you know, they don't have much to, you know, they don't really have many. Assets to acquire the talent. Um, mm-hmm. It's looking yeah, like DJ Moore
0: would be quite nice in this offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could they could use someone talented like DJ Moore. But whatever. Uh, That's
0: what I kept uh, thinking watching that Bears game. Like, hmm, man, this team could really utilize a guy like DJ Moore.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could really take that guy back from the other sideline back over to their sideline. Um, Yeah, so I like Dallas here. Um, This thing, I don't think it's moving to 10. This thing's been steady at 10.5 since Sunday. I've been eyeing it. Um, If anything, it would probably move to 11 or something like that. But if it moves to 10, really grab it. But regardless, I feel pretty good about Dallas. They've kind of shown that when they are in control, they will blow a team out. They're not really going to let them get back into it. Um, So as long as Dallas gets off to a quick start in the first quarter, I think they blow the brakes off Carolina.
0: Yeah. Dallas is starting to kind of shift it into another gear. Now. I don't necessarily think that's Super Bowl gear, but it's one of those gears where they punch down and they punch down hard. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Um, God. Yeah. What a team, the Bryce young situation I kind of felt it leading in. He, he was so great at Alabama one. Cause you know, his size isn't as big of a factor in college, He was, but he was an anticipative thrower with a lot of talent around him and he That helps support him. He's going to have to have a similar situation in the NFL to succeed. He's going to have to have some talent. He's going to have to have an offensive coordinator and head coach that are on the same page and know what they want to do week in and week out offensively and allow him to grow with that style if he's going to succeed. And that just, that hasn't been happening. And it's also the worst kept secret in the NFL that Frank Wright very much wanted CJ Stroud and got overruled on that. So things, things could not be going worse for the good old Carolina Panthers. Um, Bears, Lions, this number has moved a good amount. I don't know if you've been watching this It, it, it at one point flashed to 10 on the screen. It's moved down to seven. Justin Fields is looking like he is a go for this one. Um, what do you make of this game? You know, it's a home game for the Lions. The Bears are getting a little better, but it's still the Chicago Bears at the end of the day. Where, where are you at on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're getting a little better. They've gotten, you know, some schedule luck and, and, and yeah, at the same time. Um, and the lions, as you know, I've, I've been pretty, pretty high on the lions so far this year. Um, they had a bit of, you know, a bit of a closer game than I had expected last week. Um, but you know, they, they were still able to pull out, out, pull out a shootout win. I think the lions probably able to cover here. Um, even seven points, they get getting a little bit worried, but I still, I, I just think the, the Lions. are another rolling rolling. They you know, they, they've got the running game is just on point. Um, and you know, golf at home, golf at home can sling it, man. So I, I like the Lions here. Fields, I think there'll be a little bit of rust on him. Hopefully he just runs wild because that's you know how he plays best. Uh, you know, Chicago doesn't always let him loose like that. But, you know, if they let him run wild, they can maybe keep it close. But still, I I just think Detroit, they're they're just rolling, man.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that makes me nervous about putting money on the Lions right now is that defense. A little suspect. <laughs> I think it's a little bit. I'm not going to say fraudulent, but it, it has its its weak points. And we especially have seen that with a mobile quarterback. I mean, you just think back to that Ravens game. Obviously, Justin Fields is not Lamar Jackson. But like, oof, being able to have a mobile quarterback is very versatile for this team. Um, I, I Yeah, I just I haven't wagered anything. I did laugh. This is sort of a separate topic. We're, we're dipping into the college football realm. I don't know if you saw this, but Texas A&M jobs open. So Dan Campbell, of course, is a Texas A&M alum, played there. (laughs) The rumors already started. I think they're going to make a a move for Dan Campbell. Why would Dan Campbell want to leave an organization that is in lockstep with his vision? GM, ownership, player personnel director. Everybody is building the team in his vision. They are contenders for the Super Bowl. And the biggest point for me is he doesn't have to recruit teenagers. Like To be a college football coach, you have to love the grind of recruiting. And like each the NFL has its own issues as far as like challenges that you have to overcome, but like they're very different between college and Dan Campbell, while he's an emotional guy, loves his alma honor. I just I did never saw that as a fit.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, definitely not a fit. And I mean, he's in line to get an extension in Detroit. It yep. makes no sense. It makes no sense at all.
0: As well as everybody's like, well, he played at Texas AM. I was like, you know where else he played? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> you know where he also has an emotional tie to the the success of a franchise the lions um yeah. <laughs> just silly stuff Very um silly. i laugh at some of the dumb rumor reels i mean i guess it's a fair rumor cuz texas a&m can just drop enormous money on you they did just buy out jimbo for 76 million dollars <laughs> what a great what a great scam that is <laughs> God, unbelievable Oh, but that's all I got on on this one. Raiders Dolphins lines at 13 and a half over under 46 and a half. Am I being stupid and just being like, this is a punch down spot. Like you got the bump with Pierce in the first game. The Raiders have shown the offense. They're going to run. It's simply, we just want to run the ball a lot. (laughs) Um, And the Dolphins are, you know, famously known now as a team that punches down really hard. But when it comes to punching up struggles, like this feels like a punch down spot under 14.
1: It does. The Raiders are probably, and we already talked about the Steelers, but the Steelers are better than the Raiders. This is the worst 5-5 and football team I've ever seen in my life. They suck. They're terrible. They shouldn't want to win any of these games. I mean, they're 31st in total yards per game, and they're going to go up against the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? The Dolphins are going to smoke them. Um, I mean, it's a big spread regardless, but I, I just think this is one of those games where the Dolphins just go out and just annihilate them. Um, you know, hopefully they're not they're not looking too far ahead at their little Good Friday or not Good Friday Black Friday, Friday. Black Friday football <laughs> game, um, which against the Jets. But you know, the Jets have shown they can kind of compete. Um, but yeah, this is just this is a this is a terrible five and five second in the AFC West football team. I, I, the AFC West such disappointment, just massive disappointment. Um, so I said yeah, AFC
0: North earlier when I was talking about. The AFC North, I meant the AFC East is turning into what the AFC North used to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just, it's a bad football team. I i, I like the, the Dolphins just go out there and, you know, kick their ass. Um. So yeah, give, give me the Dolphins. I'm with you.
0: The The other problem too for the Raiders is they play this like soft coverage where they just let guys run underneath. This is not the team to do that with. <laughs> like, no. not at all. Mike McDermott, Mike McDermott. Mike McDermott. God almighty, I have Sean McDermott on my brain because we're going to talk about him in a little bit and we got some things to talk about with them. But not Mike Mc, Mike McDaniels, um, is going to have a field day scheming this one up. That'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, Cardinals, Texans, lines at five, over under 40, 48 and a half. I don't know what to make of the Texans right now and like the way Vegas is handicapping them, but I still feel like this line is a tad bit short of where the Cardinals are currently. Like I, I look at that defense and I have a hard time going, yeah, there's, this is a team that can get consistent stops against CJ Stroud, who is rookie of the year. I think sort of without a doubt and is legitimately an MVP candidate. He won't win it because of the team's record, but like, He's certainly in the conversation the way he's playing.
1: <laughs> yeah. As he, as he should be. Um, yeah, I mean this Texans team, we didn't, we didn't see it, but I mean, they're, they're a good team. I mean, they, they can, they could pretty much compete with anyone. Um, and the Cardinals, I mean, it's still a mess there. Yeah. They got Kyler back. He was a little more mobile than I was expecting. Um, but I, I just, I think this, this Houston team, you know, it's, it is, it is in Houston. Um, I I just I like them here to probably win by a touchdown, if not more. I mean, they've shown that they can put up points. You know, minus the Cleveland game where they didn't score any points, Um, but you know they've shown that they can they can put up points. I just think they're a little bit more complete. They're competing. They have a lot more to play for right now than than Arizona does. Um, I like their ability to probably go in here and uh, get a dub probably by about you know six or more. So yeah, I I like them.
0: I was interested how much we would see Kyler in the run game because like there's the fair assessment that they're probably going to move on from him. So it's like, do you want to open yourself up to potential injuries here? And, and clearly if he's been more active in that run game, he's going to be this team offensively is going to be more successful. But like at this point, the defense is what we thought it was going to be in the season. They had a nice early season bump where they were a little feisty, but it's starting to waver. I, I kind of like the Texans in this in this spot. Um, Titans, Jags, I got zero opinions on this game. I, the, the, I want to just blindly take the Jags, but Mike Rabel, for whatever reason, he just drags divisional opponents into the mud with him. It feels like all the time. and just muddies a game up. And, and Trevor Lawrence has really been struggling in the face of pressure. Yeah. We have talked, we, we briefly highlighted that last week, but when teams bring pressure, he sort of crumbles. Um, so I I don't really know what to to make of this. The Titans bring pressure at about a 23% clip. So I don't know. I just, I've got a weird sneaking suspicion that this game's going to be real ugly and sort of close, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that.
1: No, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing, man. You know, he finished last season so strong. He had a pretty, you know, pretty decent start to the season this year. And obviously you know, I was talking, I said it on this podcast, that I think by the end of the season, Trevor Lawrence will be the second best typical passing quarterback in the NFL. And I kind of look like an idiot now, but Hey, you know, we've got it. You gotta be bold and make and say, say, say things sometimes.
0: Um, he, I said, Josh Rosen was going to be a great NFL quarterback. So I've, I've trust me, we've, we've had our fair share of bad takes.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you don't make takes and you can never, you know, talk about when you were right, you know, exactly. So.
0: <laughs> we are more got- right than we are wrong. At least that's a good track record. Yeah, yeah
1: you, you got to <laughs> lay some takes on the line there. Um, yeah, he's he's just been disappointing, and they the, they just don't spread the ball around enough, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's the it's the throw to Christian Kirk show all game long, and I'm like, you have talented wide receivers, a talented running back, uh, uh, kind of an underachieving but a talented tight end. I'm like, let's spread this ball around a little bit, and they refuse to do so. Um, it's um, a great try- point.
0: I've been it's shocked at Doug Peterson's t- sort of. Offensive philosophies, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Schemes like he just I was looking for something more elegant there, but it, it it's very it lacks creativity. That's essentially what I was trying to say. It, it very much lacks creativity, which is weird from a guy who who made his bones with things like creative plays in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, he is this quarterback catching passes in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has less touchdowns than he has games played this season. Like, That's, that's nuts, man. Like the Russell
0: uh, Wilson uh, TD bathroom battle that was going on last <laughs> <this> year. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one.
1: Um, so I'll go Titans here. However, my heart and my brain thinks that the, the Jag should should kick their ass, but they probably won't. I agree. This is
0: my dilemma here. It's why I haven't bet this game. It's like everything in me is like, this should be easy Jags, but I'm just like, I I, I don't know. I just, I can't get myself to the window on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants commanders lines at eight and a half. We are in teaser territory with a line like that over under is 37. What's our confident level here with your, uh, your commanders against the uh, Tommy DeVito giants i think i said jets to kick this off i meant giants
1: <laughs> Oh, that's all good um yeah is, it's a terrible game let's be honest here um i'm i'm never confident against the giants no matter what cuz they always beat us um i'm 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 confident in getting a dub in this game but i am not confident in my team being able to win you know by 10 points or you know, 9 points or anything like that it's just this is a team we don't we very rarely beat up on teams we always play down and we play up uh, no matter who we're playing, um, yeah. So I feel pretty confident. Like this might be one of my locks, in my opinion. I I think the Giants are able to cover, um, but the Commanders should should win this game. Uh, it, it's just Washington's a weird team, man. I mean, Sam Howell at this point is the best player on our team. That might sound kind of crazy when you think about. Oh, yeah, they have Terry McClellan, but He's not doing much. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, the best player right now is Sam Howell. And um, he's slinging it. So, you know, I look forward... At this point, that's pretty much all I look forward to when I watch my team. I just like to watch Sam sling it. Um, But yeah, I I would go Giants here, but I I do think Washington is able to get a win.
0: There were a couple things that struck me about this game. One, Barkley came out and said, you know, loyalty means nothing this week. And sort of the, the larger context at hand is this is a struggling team that has a... Really rough quarterback, and he's probably not wanting in a, in a contract year to really be busting his butt, which is is very fair. Um yeah. The second thing that struck me that I I, I saw this week is that the, Sam Howell is only going to make two point five million, I think, on his contract. Beautiful, Beautiful. for cap space. Amazing. <laughs> like, this is the window of opportunity for Commanders fans that they have you have not seen in a, in a little while here. Um, he is slinging it it'll be interesting the the move they make in the offseason but yet this is a teaser leg for me I I do put the commanders in that spot bring them down below the three and I just I have zero faith in Tommy DeVito but I've talked about those last couple weeks he he wasn't good in college I don't know how he found his way onto an NFL roster good for him all the more power to you buddy I don't want anybody to fail but the shock that I had to the system when I saw he was rolling out as their option after Tyrod went down was I had to double check to make sure it was the same Tommy DeVito. I knew <laughs> I was like, wait, hey, this is the kid from Syracuse in Illinois. Oh, okay. Good for you, bud. I don't know how you conjure way into this, but uh, uh, good for you. More the power to you. And he played exactly as I expected. So yeah, commanders in a teaser, like simple as that. Um, the pack versus the chargers. Over under forty four line set at three. Chargers are the favorite. Oh, man! Just week in week out, I leave games wondering, what do you do here, Brandon Staley? This is your defense. This this is this is the product you're proud of. This is the fourth largest amount spent in cap space the last what like three years. This this is the product. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know this team, but then you flipped the aside Matt Lafleur. I, I talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago, but it was odd when he got hired. I thought it was kind of a reach trying to get that next young guy. You know, there was a feeling that Rogers was covering up some of the the poor uh, coaching ability or play calling or however you want to phrase it, and that has come to fruition. Now you do have Jordan Love that's starting and is still kind of get trying to get his feet under him, but now we're we're 10 weeks into this thing and it ain't looking pretty in green Bay.
1: No, it's not. Um, Aaron Rodgers has really made a career. I'm just making coaches look better than they really are. And then whenever he does come back to New York, he'll probably do the same thing for Robert Sala. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is, this is an interesting game. Um, as always, I am, I'm leaning on those superchargers. Uh, I think, I uh, I think Green Bay just sucks, man. I really do. Yeah, they, they've they shown that they can kind of compete in games or they'll, they'll kind of claw back late in games, make it look a little bit more interesting than it actually was. Um, this is kind of a game – this is definitely a game where I get a little concerned about them backdooring, but I, I think this should be a game where Los Angeles just comes out from the start and hopefully is able to establish a pretty commanding lead. I think they have that potential, uh, but they they let me down all the time, so who knows. Um, but still, I, I feel like this is one of those games where hopefully L.A. can get out, you know, like to a 21-3 lead and hopefully hang on and, you know, win something like 21-17 and just cover. Um, so that that's kind of that's kind of how I'm feeling this game now. I just I don't trust the Packers at all.
0: Nope. Zero trust there. This is a hold on to your butts. Let's go to the Chargers. Um, Go back to my old nemesis that I loved so, so much. (laughs) That really tortures my soul and and keeps me up late at night. Um, Yeah, we're going to go Chargers on that one for me as well. I just, I don't, I don't, I I caught the falling knife with the Packers a couple weeks ago. I, I did not enjoy that experience. I don't want to do it again. It's as simple as that. We, we've talked about them so much in the last couple of weeks. New listeners might be like, wow, that's a really quick recap, Nate. Not a lot of info there. I, I'm just tired of talking about this team. <laughs> really, these two teams. I'm just sick of talking about these two teams week in and week out. But we do it for the people and the love of the game. All right. Bucks versus 49ers. Lines at 12. Over under 41 and a half. This game is so funny to me because my Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the seventh best defense when it comes to rushing yards allowed and the seventh worst defense when it comes to net passing yards allowed. Um, God bless the consistency there, guys. This is a problem spot. Trent Williams is back. Debo is back. The 49ers are kind of back with those two guys. (laughs) Like, they're big-time emotional leaders of this team. They're big-time just leaders in their position groups. They're also... Big-time problems on the field for opposing teams. I, I, I love Baker. Baker has done exactly what I thought he was going to do. He's going to come in, mess around, win some games for us. He's played yeah. well. I just i I struggle to find paths to success. Now, it is a 12-unit, which puts it into the larger category. So I'm not jumping at the bits to go bet the 49ers at 12. But this could get ugly quickly. I, I just don't know what to make of it from a betting standpoint.
1: Yeah, for some reason, this maybe even a little worse, but it kind of reminds me of when you guys played the Lions, where it was like, it was like kind of like they had a big, the Lions had a big lead, but you kind of were clawing back a little bit, and then it would be like, oh, no, never mind. Um, Yeah, this kind of reminds me of a similar matchup like that, except for, you know, they have a better pass rush. Um, so that's scary Um, yeah, so I haven't even Kyle looked-
0: shanahan as their head coach yeah. odd bowls. no offense to Todd bowls I love him as a coordinator love him as a person but as head coach not not
1: no, the best that's not for him not for him um I haven't even looked at Mike Evans numbers but I'd probably take the over receiving and I'd probably bet on an anytime touchdown uh because yep. that's what that's what he does um even though he's dropping the most wide open touchdown I've ever seen in my life last week I'm just sitting there looking at my fantasy team like are you kidding me um He's always but, good for those. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was blown away. I was like, you know, I, I don't like to be one of those guys who's like, well, I could have caught that, but I could have caught that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's always funny, too, because my girlfriend drafts him every year on her fantasy team, and she always complains about his feast and famine abilities because it's like he either got two points or he got two billion. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your I, pick. I and, yeah, this 49ers defense, they, you know, it is good, but they can't really cover anyone. So I, I no. do feel... I do feel pretty good about, you know, blindly betting the Mike Evans over. Um, and then I also feel pretty good about Sam Brand's ability to probably win this game pretty easily.
0: I agree. I 100% agree with that. All right, we're in the back stretch here, folks. These are some games that I do have some opinion on. And we do start Jets, Bills, Battle of New York. Line is at seven over under 39 and a half. The project is going to look different, folks, because Ken Dorsey is out at O.C., and just to put this into context of what this offense has been, they are third in yards per play, first in first downs, first in success rate, third in EPA per play, fourth in QBR, fourth in net yards per pass attempt, second and third down conversion rate, eighth in percentage of drives ending in a score, third in red zone efficiency, third in expected points contributed to the offense, but second in offensive drives ending in a turnover with 17.3 and yet ken dorsey is the man that is losing his job at this very moment Uh, oh what do we make of the news of ken dorsey out as oc and joe brady in at oc
1: um it's strange because i was never like i never like loved the offense but at the same time like i knew about all those stats and i was just like well i mean this sounds like a bit of a scapegoat here. Um, <laughs> those are all pretty good. Um, and going on a little off-topic tangent, not to kick a man when it's down, but have you ever seen an older, a, an older-looking forty-two-year-old than Ken Dorsey? Yeah. No, like- <laughs>
0: So funny too, because I have images of like Miami day Ken Dorsey, and then I'm like, that doesn't feel that long. Enough. I
1: mean, it doesn't. And he looks like he's on 55, but again, not kicking a man while he's down. Coaching That's under
0: not- Sean McDermott might do that to you, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, you know, I'm just walking in and just changing up your entire game plan. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely a bit of a scapegoat. I was a little bit surprised by it. You felt like they had to make some sort of change, but I mean, that's, I'm like, Ken Dorsey's not the one throwing the interceptions. I, like, what are we? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then you look at you look at PFF and they have Josh Allen, the number one quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. Some things don't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I-
0: I saw somebody tweeted a picture because Nick Wright is currently on the whole, like Josh Allen is the most turnover prone quarterback. It's not long, but he, he, he tweeted that picture of the bomber jets that came back in world war two of like where they all got shot, but the ones that made it back. And it's like, yeah, you could take all this shrapnel, but you can still make it back. And that's sort of what this is. It's just, I'm not going to sit here and defend Ken Dorsey as the greatest coordinator out there. There were some things right. that were certainly wrong, but you were th- just so close to a Super Bowl. And since that moment, you have fought with Brian Dables and made him leave early. You have fired Leslie Frazier. You have imported Ken Dorsey, and that offense has looks different week to week. You had your star quarterback come out and say, I like to run more pace. I want to get out in front of things. You do that in the bucks game. And then what happens in the second half, you go right back to the Sean McDermott style of offense, which is slower run heavy. Like Sean McDermott is now taking over defense or he has taken over defensive play calling this year. Like it feels like the more and more Sean McDermott institutes himself into this team's philosophies from the coordinating position, the more and more they start to fail. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, and this is a team that I think they are fun to watch, especially when everything's rolling, but they're five and five and they have, let's see, after this game, they have Philly, Kansas city and Dallas. <laughs> I mean, <Good> they're, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, which is, I mean, I just like good teams to make the playoffs. So I would like for them to win. And I would like for them to make the playoffs. Cause I, I like to watch good teams, um, but I don't think they're going to. And in this game here, I don't think they're going to cover seven points uh, just from what I've seen. And I mean, the jets are absolutely horrific, um, but, but still, I, I just, this, this Bill's team has lost the teams that I already think are horrific. So you're going to tell me that they're going to go out here and they're going to win this game by more than seven points. Uh, don't sign me up for that.
0: If, if they just had somewhat more competent quarterback play, this would be the easiest bet in the world. Cause while I think there are varying opinions about what Robert Sala offers as a head coach, I think it's a closed book at what he offers as a defensive mind, and that defense is humming, and that defense is very good, and that defense has historically, in, in the meetings, has given Josh Allen in this Bills offense, even when they were a more improved offense, Troubles, and there's the Stefan Diggs rumors. Like, there's so much going on behind the scenes, and it sort of flies in the face of what Sean McDermott was brought in to do. Because when Sean McDermott was brought in, the organization was sort of in free fall, he was like a program culture building type of guy, a guy you brought in for stability and to kind of like pull it all together. And then he made some really good. Coordinating hires and Brian Dables and Leslie Frazier, a little bit of a mixed bag. But with Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott sort of tag team in the defense, you got a good product. Mm -hmm. And it just seemingly has gotten worse and worse. And I think it's a byproduct of Sean McDermott sort of realizing, as we've said on this show many times, the window is closing and sort of panicking.
1: (laughs) Yep, for sure.
0: Like sort of like caged animal backed into a corner, just lashing out. <laughs> and That's yeah. sort of what we're getting here. And God, I just, I don't know what this is going to look like. I thought about playing with the over a little bit or the over under because I, I, I have to imagine Joe Brady, who I think a lot of people, including myself, had some high hopes based off, you know, the run he made at LSU. Now you can kind of look. And be like, how hard is it to be an offensive coordinator with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and <laughs> all the things that were there? But, you know, he didn't do very well with the Panthers. He's been sitting no for a while learning. I have to imagine, though, if Sean McDermott's plucking him to be his OC, it's going to be a very conservative approach. <laughs> I don't, I can't imagine it's going to be the offense that Josh Allen wants to run, you know, your franchise quarterback. <laughs> And I also think it's a byproduct too of the defense being so banged up. And, and, mm-hmm. and it and it i I've got to imagine it's hard for Sean McDermott, a defensive minded guy, to see how often his defense is on the field, to see how banged it up is, and then his offense just turning the ball over and putting his defense in horrible positions and being like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Um, so on some levels I get it, but on some levels, you're just man, what are we doing here? But I'm with you. I think it's I think I gotta go jets, but man, it's just that's a hold on to your butts game. Like this ain't yeah. gonna be fun, but
1: that's I mean, a good defense. If the Bills score four, they go up fourteen zero. Game's over. Because I mean, <laughs> the, the Jets aren't scoring. A lot of confidence in the bet. There. I mean, that's my <laughs> biggest. You're not concern. wrong. <laughs> I know it's just like I feel like the Jets. They, sh- you know, I don't. I don't think the Bills can cover seven. But <laughs> if they do go up fourteen zero, done. <laughs> bet is cooked.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so true. Um, all right. Sean McVay is taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Line is at one. Rams are the underdog over under 46 and a half or 46. I apologize. Sean McVay, nine and one against the spread in the last 10 meetings against the Seahawks. He has had their number. This is a Seahawks team that has been lacking consistency, I, I think is fair to say. Um, the Rams are are sort of held together just barely uh, at this point in the season, but hard to ignore. Uh, you know Sean McVay's track record against the Seahawks team. What what do you make of of this game?
1: Yeah, this is this is an odd game. Um, just because, you know, I know my team just lost to the Seahawks, um, but I I don't really have and hold my team to a very high regard to begin with, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, Geno, man. Gino has really come back to earth. Uh, yeah. they just don't really have an offensive identity. Uh, they, you know, they're not consistently getting the ball into their playmakers' hands. Um, they're just they're they're an odd team. And then you go over to the Rams, and it this year has been you know they they had some moments early, but overall it's been a bit of a disaster. Um, they haven't really gotten Cooper Cup as involved as maybe you would hope. You know, when he came back, they 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 were just feeding the ball left and right. That's kind of died off a little bit. This is just a bad game. I, I totally get why it's a pick 'em. Um, yeah, you, know, you look at the records. Yeah, you, you you think Seattle's pretty good, but in my opinion, they're 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 really not. Um, so I I'd probably I'd probably take the Rams here. I, I don't do it with much confidence, but give me L.A. Give me give me Sean McVay. Yeah, I, I just think they're. This is a game where they could probably win it.
0: I don't disagree. I have placed a wager, a small wager. We're not, this isn't a full unit. It's about a half a unit wager <laughs> on the Rams. Coming off a bye, a little healthier. The Rams, Sean McVay does a good job of motivating his players, especially coming off a bye. You get that little extra rest. You've got the Seahawks, a team that you have had sort of their number. Especially from an offensive standpoint, the last couple goes around. I really like the Ram or the the Seahawks future on defense because I, I like the pieces they have in the back end. Um, I just this is a spot where youth is starting to show a little bit. The wear of the season is starting to show a little bit defensively. Offensively, they're really just capped. Their ceiling is set by Gino. Like I, I think offensively, this could be a much better unit. And, and that's not to say Gino's bad. He, he's just right. he's just kind of meh at this point. <laughs> yeah. And so you can win games, but you're, you're not going to probably go as far as you need to go. I, I bet the, the Rams and said, let's, let's move on from it. I have a deal coming off the buy. Yeah. All right. Vikings Broncos. I've held off on wagering this. Cause I have a feeling the public may come in and, and mess with this number a little bit. And I'm hoping it goes in the way I want it to go lines at 43. Or sorry, forty three. That would be a hell of a line. Over under forty three. Line set at two. Broncos obviously coming off a huge win against the Bills. Um, what do you make of this this game and, and kind of where it's at?
1: It's strange. It's like the Broncos have come off you know two big wins. You know they beat KC, they beat Buffalo. They're kind of rolling. They've won you know a few in a row here. And I think they've won three in a row. Um, I still think they suck. I still watch the game and I'm like. Is they're having a lot of they're having a lot of luck, a lot of ball luck. Um, it, it, I I just I still don't think they're good. Russ, you know, Russ is playing well in terms of not turning the ball over, but he's still not throwing for much. um I just I I don't know. I I still am not sold on this team. Maybe I'm a Broncos hater. I don't think I am. I I just think they kind of suck. And you got the Vikings there. Josh Dobbs is making himself so much money. Um, so much he, he is too much awesome i like i am i'm shocked by how well he's playing um it's mm-hmm. been on three teams this year uh craziest thing i mean cleveland should have kept him um <laughs> that was stupid but um this is just this is game where I just think the Vikings they're 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 kind of rolling in, in a weird way uh, you know they are going to get Justin Jefferson back it sounds like I don't know if he'll be on some sort of snap count um, you know obviously he will be going up, up against a very good cornerback over there in Denver but I don't think that matters JJ's a monster um, I, I, I like I like mini here and I I like the idea of possibly you know playing around with the money line a little bit get a little plus money in this game.
0: I'm sort of on, on Minneapolis as well. I'm sort of hoping the public because of the recent success of the Broncos comes in and, and bets this and it bumps up to the three range. I've put them in a teaser. The, the second leg of our teaser here, folks. So if you've been keeping track, there's your second leg um, of a six point teaser uh, for a couple of reasons. All the ones you just said, Kevin O'Connell has done a great job of scheming things up. And I think keeping things simple for Dobbs, not the greatest performance last week until, but then the end of the game rolled around and, He was like, all right, it's time to game. I like, I need to go get a win. I'm going to dig down and get a win for this team. And that's what he he's done. And every week he's going to get more and more familiar with the offense. I saw the craziest rumors around the trade deadline about getting rid of Patrick Sertan. I was like, are you out of your ever loving mind? When you find a corner like that, you wrap them in bubble wrap and you pay them whatever they want. (laughs) That is a premium spot. Um, I think the reason I, I like this team so much is one, they have some real good fight in them, but Russell has been really bad against the blitz. And there is no team in the league that blitzes more than this Vikings team. They blitz at a 49% clip. I mean, virtually half the time they are blitzing. So I don't know that the Broncos are going to have as much success on the ground, which has been really what's propelling this offense is that kind of three headed monster in Broncos land. And then being able to play off that in the past game, But Russell turns into a turtle when he gets blitzed. And I I think that's fair. He's older now. I can't imagine he wants to be taking those hits. He's had some concussions issues. He's got a nice life back at home. (laughs) Why take hits when you don't have to? So he kind of turtles a bit. And when you're playing a team that's blitz happy, I don't love that in their favor. So I'm with you. I'm on the Vikings. I haven't done anything with the the straight-up side yet because I'm hoping it gets to three, but I'll probably wager a little on the money line. I'll definitely take it at three if it pops at three, and I've, I have put it into a teaser leg.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Last night of the game, we are getting a run back of the Super Bowl. I think everybody who's being honest, though, would say that these two teams are not exactly in Super Bowl form compared to last year's versions. The line is set at two and a half over under 45 It is the Kelsey Bowl. It is the T-Swift Bowl. It is whatever you want it to be type of bowl here. Um, But I would still say, even though these teams are down, they are two of the premier teams in the NFL. How do you see this one shaking out?
1: This one's tough, you know. They're both coming off buys. They both needed the buys. Um, Travis Kelsey recently has you know, just not been putting up Travis Kelsey like numbers. Jalen Hurts has clearly been, you know, bugged by you know some some sort of you know knee thing that seems to be kind of bugging him. Hopefully, you know, he got the rest that he needed. This is a game where it's almost like you know you're gonna give me the Eagles on plus money. It, it's gonna be really hard for me not to not to dabble with that. Uh, my biggest concern with the Eagles is teams can just literally just throw the ball all over them teams can carve this defense up that's a little worrisome a little worried about that you know with Mahomes going out there but then you also go on the other side of the ball and you're like well I mean who's Mahome's gonna throw the ball to uh, um so you know other than other than Kelsey uh, he's been you know, she rice has been getting a little bit more involved which I think they need to continue doing that um, yep. you know they need to continue using Pacheco whatever they can but I am a little bit worried about you know, who is, who's going to be the guy that is going to, you know, destroy this Philly defense. Um, so I, I, I go Philly. Um, I feel pretty good about them on the spread. I don't feel as good about them on the money line, but it's just hard for me not to take that. If you're going to offer me that um, I just think they'll, you know, I think they're clearly more complete on offense. Um, now, Kansas city's defense, I don't think they haven't talked about them. They're good. Yeah, um, they're-, <laughs> yeah like they're they're definitely good, um, and like I said, Philly's defense does worry me some. Um, so yeah, I, I like Philly on the spread, and I'll probably I'll probably dabble on the money line, but I'm not recommending that like, people do that.
0: Yeah, this might sway people off the money line. Andy Reid coming off a buy is 30 and six in his oh. NFL career. <laughs> 21 and 3 in the regular season. So that 30 and 6 number does factor in, you know, when they get an extra week of rest for playoffs or Super Bowls. But 30 and 6. <laughs> um, That
1: puts into perspective just how long that man's been coaching, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. And this is where this Chiefs offense, I have a feeling, is about to hum because. This is the time of year that the chiefs offense really starts to solidify itself. They're always good for a game in like late September, October, where you're probably not paying attention. You look down your phone. You're like, what the hell they're losing to the Colts or whoever, like something stupid's going on. Um, but then it rolls into November. They usually get a buy and things start to look a lot different. And I'm glad you brought out the uh, Rashid rice part. I do think he's going to start to, hopefully ascend a little bit here because they're going to need him but travis kelsey is going to have a day because andy Reid is not a dumb man he's a one of the best offensive minds we've seen in the nfl he's got a friend in eric Bieniemy down in commander's land who has had a lot of success against this eagles defense i have a feeling they probably exchanged some messages about how to go about it and it's going to be Oh, let's throw the ball over the all over the yard because the Cowboys did that. They had success. You have a man like Travis Kelsey who can line up in the slot where the Eagles can't cover a grandmother in the slot at this point. My God, are they bad? I don't know what the solution is there, but they can't cover a slug. I mean, we nailed it with CD Lambs total in that game. You nail it with any one of the commander's wide receivers. It is virtually a free play. And Travis Kelsey is the second best tight end probably in NFL history. He's arguably the best catching tight end in NFL history. He's great at finding space. His girlfriend's probably going to be in the stands in superstar Taylor Swift. That man's going to have a field day, I feel like, against this Eagles team. Um, So offensively, Chiefs are going to hum. Eagles, I, I feel like this is a spot where they can hum a little bit, but I, I do wonder where that knee is at because, like you said, the chief defense isn't being talked enough enough, and I think it's the back end of that defense is not being talked about enough. That is a really young but really good secondary. I mean, Duffy's awesome, and Spags will, he essentially runs the philosophy your number one guy can't beat us. Like he, he might go off a little bit, but like AJ Brown can't be the, re- like he always is good for that. So Smith's going to have to have him a game. I think if you're a fantasy owner or you want to look at prop bets, I think he's probably a nice little option here. Um, but I do want to see what the knee looks like. I think a chief's team total is probably a, a in play here. I, I just, you're not going to run the ball in the Eagles in that front, but you can pass the ball over all over the yard. And you're giving me Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid off a buy. I feel like that offense is going to sing this week.
1: <laughs> I don't hate that thought.
0: Um. All right. I think that's that's sort of it. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? As always, I'll tweet out some of our bets on Trivia Kids Pod social that you know we didn't solidify in this show that I'm still m- mulling over things like Vikings plus three stuff like that. Maybe a play on this game. But any final thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: Nope, nothing major. I'm always scared to say this, but I like the Chargers. And then also just quick little tidbit, you know, sometimes it's fun to look ahead. Right now the Niners are minus four and a half against Seattle on Thanksgiving. I don't hate I don't hate maybe dabble a little early in that game, just saying.
0: Yep. I don't hate it. It's always good to take a peek at the look at headlines. One that I did not talk about uh Injoku's receiving over in that Steelers Browns game. I feel like he's going to be a security blanket for DTR this week in attack in yeah. the middle of that defense. It's at 31 and a half right now. I probably hop on that, but I'm also with you on the Chargers there. I put the Commanders um and the Vikings in a teaser leg. Um might dabble with some other teams here, uh, but haven't haven't oh and the dolphins i did i did take the dolphins um so that's where we're at oh lines just flashed an eight may tease them down too (laughs) this this is where we're at but as always peace